0: Hey guys, thanks for joining the Young People's Association. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about mental health. We'll be talking about mental health in young people, why it's important, a three-step plan, dealing with change, risk factors, and help that's available. Mental health problems affect about one in 10 children. They can include depression, anxiety, and conduct disorder, and they're often a direct response to what's happening in their lives. However, 70% of children and young people who experience a mental health problem have not had appropriate interventions at a sufficiently early age. The emotional well-being of children is just as important as their physical health. Good mental health allows children and young people to develop the resilience to cope with whatever life throws at them, and also to help grow into well-rounded, healthy adults. The real question is... Why is mental health so important? Well, mental health disorders are the single most common cause of disability in young people. Approximately 20% of children and adolescents are suffering from some form of mental disorder, making the adolescent years a crucial window in which mental health can be promoted and mental health problems can be addressed. If left untreated, mental disorders can impede All aspects of health including emotional well-being and social development leaving young people feeling socially isolated stigmatized and unable to optimize their social vocational and interpersonal contributions to society addressing mental health problems early in life can lead to decreases in emotional and behavioral problems it can also lead to improvements in social and behavioral adjustments learning outcomes, and school performance. For all of these reasons, addressing youth mental health issues is one of the most important challenges facing our society. What is a solution for all of this? Well, here's a quick three-step plan to improve youth mental health. Firstly, all youth mental health programs, policies, and interventions must be based on validated scientifically sound research. So it needs to be based on facts, not opinions. And these programs need to be proven to help mental health. We don't want to waste anyone's time. Second, there needs to be immediate increase investments in identification of early and certain mental disorders, an effective early intervention program to develop appropriate care to young people. There's no point in having a program that doesn't achieve what we want. And again, it would just be a waste of time. And finally, the programs need to be integrated across communities and schools. This is how people will hear about it, and this is how it will be promoted. Kids will learn about it in school, tell their parents how much they enjoyed it, what they learnt from it, and then it will continue from there. There are so many things that can keep children and young people mentally well including being in good physical health, having time and freedom to play, being part of a family that gets involved, going to a school that looks after the well-being of all its pupils. Surprisingly, most children grow up mentally healthy, but research suggests that more children and young people have problems with their mental health today than 30 years ago. That's probably because of changes in the way we live now, and how that affects experiences of growing up. Dealing with change. Mostly things that happen to children don't lead to mental health problems on their own, but traumatic events can trigger problems for young people who are already vulnerable. Changes often act as triggers. So including moving school or home or the birth of a new sibling. Even so, some children who start school feel excited about making new friends and doing your activities, but there are also some who feel anxious about entering a new environment which is really common. Teenagers often experience emotional turmoil as their minds and bodies develop. An important part of growing up is working out and accepting who you are. Some people find it hard to make this transition to adulthood and may experience with alcohol or drugs or other substances that can affect mental health. There are some risk factors that can make some children and young people more likely to experience problems than other children, but they don't necessarily mean difficulties are bound to come up or are even probable. Some risk factors can include having a physical illness, having a parent who has a mental health issue, experience the death of someone who's close to them, having your parents divorce, being bullied, living in poverty or being homeless, even having educational difficulties. There are some mental health problems that occur in more young people than not. Some of the most common ones are depression, self-harm, post-traumatic stress disorder, eating disorders, and generalized anxiety disorder. So there will be different podcasts that will go through each of the common mental health problems in a later date, but those are just to name a few. If there is a specific mental health you would like me to discuss, then I'm more than happy for you to chuck me a message or an email and I'll do whatever I can to make that happen. So this is probably the most important part of this whole podcast and that is what help is available to those struggling with mental health. There will always be help out there, whether it's parental help A professional help, friends and even medication. One of the most common types of help is parental help and if they have a warm open relationship with their parents children will usually feel able to tell them they are troubled or feeling sad or they're not feeling themselves and one of the most important ways parents can help is to listen to them and take their feelings seriously. They might want a hug, they might want you to help them change something and they might want practical help. It's not just about advice. Don't get me wrong, advice is awesome, but you really need to help them through this time. Children and young people's negative feelings usually pass. However, it is a good idea to get help if your child is distressed for a really long time. If there are negative feelings stopping them from getting on with their lives, if their distress is disrupting family life, or if they repeatedly behave in ways that they would not normally. Most research into medications for mental health problems has focused on adults rather than children. Children and young people need to be assessed by specialists before they can be prescribed with any drugs. There is a lot of evidence that talking to psychologists can be effective for young people, but drugs may also help in some cases. I emphasise on some the professionals that are supporting the young people will keep information about them and the family confidential. Young people can seek help on their own either by ringing a helpline or by approaching a professional directly. But usually if they are under the age of 16 adult consent is needed. So young people have the right to privacy if they don't want to talk to you about their conversations with the professional then you should still respond sensitively if they seem to be upset. An important thing to remember is that mental health is not a destination, but a process. It's about how you drive, not where you're going. In saying that, as much as I've enjoyed talking to you guys today, this podcast is coming to an end. But before I let you guys go, I do want to end the podcast with another page from the anxiety-free 150 little ways to make a big change. This time we are on page 128. It is tip 95 today. So this one is get the power of plants. This one I find so interesting because so many people are doing this. ...without actually realising the effect that it has on them. So basically, a British physician, Dr Edward Batch... ...he devoted his life finding remedies for different negative emotional states... ...and he found that plants contain this small force... ...that can create positive energy for these negative emotions... You might hear a lot of people say that plants in a room can make it feel happy. It brings life to a room or a house. And it's actually true. Having plants can create positive vibes and can make you feel happier. So go out, go grab a plant and let me know how this affects you. And if you do see some sort of positive change in the way you're feeling. So that is all from me today. Thanks for tuning into this podcast. Make sure to keep an eye on social media for more updates on any other podcasts that will be posted soon. And thanks to everyone who has been sharing my content and listening, and I appreciate all the feedback, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye.